And this man, Billy Graham, he went from calling the Roman Catholic Church one of the three gravest menaces faced by Christianity, he said that in 1948, to use in Roman Catholics as counselors and altar workers at his crew says. Now, the other two menaces uh, were uh, communism and Mohammedanism. Uh, those were the other ones, you know, the three gravest menaces. So Billy Graham, he's basically a perfect example of how a person can be seduced by the doctrines of devils that the Apostle Paul warned us about in 1 Timothy 4, 1. The PBS series God in America spoke about Billy Graham also. It says the newspaper magnate William Randolph Hearst, Hearst was a Roman Catholic, instructed his editors to puff Graham by covering his crusade favorably and often. Graham made banner headlines and soon landed on the cover of Time magazine. The popularity of his Los Angeles crusade and the positive media treatment propelled him into the American mainstream. So once again, it's from God in America, a PBS uh, document there. So we see when a person gets into the mainstream, you know, folks, anything can happen. So uh, that's what took place. Uh, let me quote now from a book called The Legacy of Billy Graham, subtitled The Accommodation of Truth to Error in the Evangelical Church. So uh, this was written by a man by the uh, name of Brad K. Giselle. Okay, so he said Protestant Church Life, published by the Protestant Council of New York, which sponsored Graham's New York Crusade, carried the following words in its September 29, 1956 edition. Dr. Graham said, we're coming to New York, not to clean it up, but to get people to dedicate themselves to God and then send them back to their own churches, Catholics, Protestant, or Jewish. The San Francisco News of November 11, 1957, carried a similar report. Anyone who makes a decision at our meetings is seen later and referred to a local clergyman, Protestant, Catholic, or Jewish. Now think about that. So here, you know, you have these crusade meetings. And, and so if a Roman Catholic uh, were to go and, you know, go up to the front to the altar call, so let's say a person's a Roman Catholic, they respond to the altar call, they are going to be sent right back to the Catholic Church that they might put down on their card. If it's a Jewish man, let's say his guy named Irving or something, and he responds to the altar call, you know, he wants to receive Christ, they're going to take that man and send him back to his Jewish synagogue. Do you see, folks, we have a problem here. <laughs> you know, when people get saved, you minister to them. You know, if, if I'm a Roman Catholic, I need the, I need the gospel. I, I don't want to be sent back to my Catholic church. So, you know, in my case, when I was born again, <laughs> when I was born again, folks, I, I left the Catholic church. And, and keep in mind, you know, Jesus told his followers that, they, that they'd be thrown out of the synagogues. And, and here, the Graham organization, they are sending them back. Keep in mind that uh, Billy Graham, he's not alive anymore. So this was... Uh, happening back in 1956. He, he was in his late 30s, by the way, during this time. So let me quote some more from that book. It says, The inclusion of Catholics by Graham, which is by far the most prevalent 
among non-Protestant groups has led to alarming attempts of uniting Catholicism and Protestantism. We are told that to work separately is a luxury we can no longer afford since anti-Christian forces are gaining power in the world. Before Billy Graham, the much-reported evangelicals and Catholics together, the Christian mission in the third millennium would have been clearly rejected by Christians everywhere. This document, engineered by Roman Catholic and new evangelical leaders in the Graham orbit, even calls on Catholics and evangelicals not to proselytize each other. What is this to mean to Bible-believing missionaries who have given their lives to the proclamation of the gospel to those who are bound by the traditions of Rome in other countries? The historic and vital differences are being obscured. Another effort is Promise Keepers, which has chosen breaking down the walls as its 1996 theme. It is clearly stated by its leaders that Roman Catholicism is to be accepted as a bona fide Christian church. Graham has given his glowing endorsement of Promise Keepers. So once again, that's from the book, The Legacy of Billy Graham, The Accommodation of Truth to Error in the Evangelical Church. That's by Brad K. Giselle. So very interesting, folks, when, when you hear things like this. So let's look at an example now of what takes place in the Graham organization. In fact, this still goes on today. This is from a book, Billy Graham in Rome, by David Cloud. It says, the Billy Graham Organizational Committee preparing for the November 2004 crusade in Los Angeles, California, promised the Roman Catholic Archdiocese that Catholics will not be proselytized. A letter from Cardinal Roger Mahoney dated October 6, 2004, and posted at the Archdiocese website stated, when the crusade was held in other lo locations, Many Catholics responded to Dr. Graham's message and came forward for Christ. Crusade officials expect the same for the Los Angeles area. These officials have assured me that, in keeping with Dr. Graham's belief and policy, there will be no proselytizing and that anyone identifying him or herself as Catholic will be referred to us for reintegration into the life of the Catholic Church. We must be ready to welcome them. So, you know, th that's incredible stuff when you uh, look at it, ladies and gentlemen. You know, what did Jesus say? You know, in fact, he said this after he rose from the dead. It says here in Mark 16, verses 15 and 16, And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved, but... He that believeth not shall be damned. Now think about that. That's right from the mouth of Jesus Christ himself. So no man on this earth has the uh, power to tell another man, another Christian, that they should not proselytize. Don't preach here. Don't do this. Don't do that. that that's absurd. And, and clearly it's demonic, okay? You know, and, and that, this is the way it works in, in, in the uh, Billy Graham organization. Okay, listen to this. As a fairly new Christian, I, that's me, worked as a counselor along with my wife Kathy at the Billy Graham Crusade meeting 
in Central Park in 1991. That's in New York City. We had to undergo the regular sessions because we trained as counselors. We were participating in this uh, crusade that was going to take place. So we went to a church in Long Island City. Uh, that's in Queens. And we trained. I think it was three separate weekends or something or weekdays or something like that. And um, we trained to be counselors. And, and you know, when, when the rally came, the crusade, you know, Kathy, you know, what we would do, if somebody raised a hand, we'd go over there and, and give them a card to fill out, a decision card, I believe is what they call it. And uh, the lady filled out the card. She was a Roman Catholic. And, and that's right what's going to happen is they're going to send that woman right back to the church. Now, we should have known better, folks. In fact, you know, there was a Baptist pastor in Queens who warned us. We were handing out leaflets for this rally in 1991 in Central Park. And he was telling us, you know, Billy Graham, and he told us some things. And we, we heard some things. But you know what we did? We bought into the lingo. You know, we're just, we're just here to win souls and so on and so forth. We want to see people get saved. So... Uh, keep in mind, now, we were handing out Bible tracts. I believe we probably handed them out also uh, as we were doing this. But, you know, we, it's easy to buy into that lie. But when this happened with the decision card, uh, you know, my wife, Kathy, we both agreed later for this, we cannot participate in anything like this. This is definitely not the work of the Holy Ghost. To send somebody back to a Catholic church is absolutely uh, demonic folks and that that would apply even if, it, if it's a jewish person being sent back to a synagogue my oh my you preach the word you want to bring people to the truth and you're going to send them back to a system who rejects christ as the messiah they don't believe he's the son of god they don't believe he's the messiah they don't believe in the deity of christ my oh my so it, it's it's unbelievable actually here's another quote here it says here this is from a book, Smoke Screens by uh, Chick Publications. It says, a few years ago, five pastors from Mexico came to see me asking for help. They told me I must talk to Billy Graham. I told them that was impossible. I was just a little track publisher. Then they told me Billy Graham had destroyed their churches. They said he held a crusade and told all those who had received Christ to go back to their original churches and win those people to Christ. The pastors told me their people followed Billy's instruction and all went back to the Roman Catholic system. Twelve years of work destroyed in one night. Now, folks, that is incredible stuff. Here, these pastors, they're working, they're, 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 they want to see people saved. And Twelve years they're working, and along comes this crusade. And the very people that they're ministering to are being sent back to the Roman Catholic Church. And they obeyed Billy Graham instead of obeying the Word of God. This is what we're dealing with, folks. And uh, let me tell you something. You can bring this up to pastors and hear me now. They will defend Billy Graham before they defend the Word of God. Oh, yes, they will. This is the day we are living in. So the, the leaven, folks, of the false gospel of Rome, it has made great inroads. You know, there's a book that was written by uh, uh, Dr. Kathy Burns called Billy Graham and His Friends. Here's a quote from that book. It said, the original Haley's, this is talking about Haley's or Halley's Bible Handbook, okay? Um, the original Haley's up until the 22nd edition, 1959, warned about the Jesuits 
There are chapters about the Roman papacy and the Jesuits. According to Mrs. Halley, Mr. Halley spent years working on those chapters and never would have permitted the book to be changed. However, when he died, Billy Graham bought the rights and removed all the research and warning about the Jesuits in the editions Billy Graham printed. So once again, that's from Billy Graham and his friends, A Hidden Agenda, question mark by Dr. Kathy Burns. You'll find that in page 440. So folks, we're dealing with a system, uh, an evil political religious machine when we're dealing with the Roman Catholic Church because those uh, those words, you know, there, there were many pages in the back of uh the, the book, Halley's Bible hand, Handbook, uh, in the Crusade edition, which I bought a copy of just to make sure that, that this was true, they, they're all gone. They're not there. So the question is, why would you take all of those warnings about Rome out of the Crusade edition? Well, the answer is quite obvious because Billy Graham is working with the Catholic Church. He's using the Roman Catholics as counselors and altar workers so if they're, they're going to be giving this handbook out, uh, talking about the evil church of Rome, it wouldn't gel too good. You see what I'm talking about, folks? So uh, that is what we are dealing with in this modern uh, time, this modern day. You know, Pope John Paul, you know, after he died, uh, Billy Graham, he made a statement and, and referred to Pope John Paul II as the most influential voice in 100 years. So here's a statement. I uh, got this from CBN.com. It says, speaking on the April 2nd edition of CNN's Larry King Live program, Dr. Billy Graham said that Pope John Paul II was the most influential voice for morality and peace in the world in the last 100 years. Larry King asked Dr. Graham, did he actually say to you once, we are brothers? Billy Graham responded, that's correct. He certainly did. He held my hand the first time that I met him about 1981. He'd just been Pope for two years when I saw him first because when he was elevated to the papacy, I was preaching in his cathedral in Krakow that very day. And we had thousands of people in the streets. And watching the television today of Krakow has brought back many memories. So if you look on your screen, you'll see an image of Billy Graham meeting with the Pope. Don't forget the Pope you know, met with him and told him we are brothers. This is the same Pope John Paul II, by the way, that referred to Bible-believing, born-again evangelical Christians in Brazil as rapacious wolves. Let me give you a quote here from um, the Pew Forum on Religion and Public Life. It says, in his opening address to the Fourth General Conference of Latin American Bishops, which was held in the Dominican Republic in 1992, the normally ecumenical Pope John Paul II condemned Pentecostal and other sects, S-E-C-T-S, as rapacious wolves who are devouring Latin American Catholics and causing division and discord in our communities. So, you know, you know what was happening, folks? People were preaching the gospel to the Roman Catholics, and they were getting saved. They were hearing the word of God probably for the first time for many of them. And, and, and the Pope realized what was happening. So, so look at this. Here's the Pope calling those people rapacious wolves. 
So much for Christian unity. Do you see, folks? We have a battle of light and darkness. It's truth versus error. And this is why I'm bringing this forth to you. I want you to be aware, folks, of what has been going on for many decades, that it's just so widely accepted now. The leaven has leavened the lump, and it's just about wholly leavened, <laughs> totally leavened right now, Franklin Graham, that's the son of uh, Billy Graham, obviously. He's in charge of that organization now. This is a, a quote uh, that he had made. Listen carefully. It says, Franklin Graham in con is continuing in his father's footsteps. He told the Indianapolis Star that his father's ecumenical alliance with the Catholic Church and all other denomination was one of the smartest things his father ever did. And that was from keeping it simple, safe, keeps Graham on high. Uh, Franklin Graham said, in the early years up in Boston, the Catholic Church got behind my father's crusade. That was a first. It took back many Protestants. They didn't know how to handle it, but it set the example. If Billy Graham is willing to work with everybody, then maybe we should too. That's the Indianapolis Star, June 3rd, 1999, excerpts from wayoflife.org. So, you know, as I quote these uh, people, folks, keep in mind, they make no bones about it. I mean, they, they want this out there. Look, he's telling, look, my father had the right idea. That was one of the smartest things he ever did. Now, keep in mind, I speak to you as a former Roman Catholic. There's no question in my mind that the Roman Catholic Church preaches a counterfeit soul damning gospel. Totally different from the gospel of Jesus Christ that saved my soul.